Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Finance with Fernando. I am Fernando, the Mortgage Maverick Tacuna, once again here with my buddy Jeffrey Green at Compass. So let's hop into topic one. Topic one is the increased loan limits that they just put in place. And uh, this is this is good news, right? It's good news for buyers. It's good news for sellers. And the reason why it's good news is that it's increasing affordability again, even though rates went up, right? So right. a lot of our buyers lost that affordability to buy real estate because rates doubled since earlier in 2022, right? right. Well, it, it's combating the affordability, but it's it's also just, it's enabling buyers to loan more money, the ones that were at the threshold of- Correct, uh, of jumbo Joe and conforming. Right. So so what they did was they they took the, the conforming limit and they increased it. Right. Because HUD believes that home prices are not going to adjust that much going into 2023. So they set a higher conforming loan limit. Right from now through the end of 2023, which is an interesting move, right? Because I think it shows us a few different things. I think it it shows us that the, you know, that the government and HUD doesn't believe we're going to have a crash in values, right? They don't, and, and, and what do they know, really, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we can't predict the future. But I think what this allows is if you were looking to buy a home and you were in the jumbo category for financing and you were restricted to jumbo guidelines, you know, and you needed a 43% debt to income ratio. You needed from certain lenders, they require 20% down, right? You know, you needed a credit score of 680 or above or 700 or above. When, when they increase the conforming loan limits, now you could be within that conforming loan size again, which makes the guidelines a little more lax, right? right. Now you could have a credit score of a 620 or a 640, right? Mm-hmm. You could put less than 20% down. Right. Your debt to income ratio could be up to 50%. So when I say it kind of brings back affordability to the buyer, mm-hmm. it's it's just allowing you to be a little more flexible on how much money you have to put out to buy a home. Yeah, especially if you're hovering around that threshold of Correct. maxing out on yeah. what you can do. Correct. And this is this is nationwide. Yes. Right? And then there's yep. the high balance version so, in certain states. Yeah, so the loan the loan limits um, they're released nationally, but they're they they differ based on counties right. in each state. Right? That's right. So they're specific to each county. So, so it would right. be really important if you're a buyer, you know, definitely talk to your lender or talk to you or maybe or your real estate agent. And I think this is this is good knowledge because it, it's really like, hey, if you only qualify for it in a conforming loan, figure out, okay, so my county that was the max. Now I can loan another. What is it like fifty grand or something that they? No, it's um. I don't have the. I'm not going to give the numbers. I don't have them in front of me. But it was eight sixty five previously, and I think it's in the nine hundred. Yeah, it's in nine hundred. You know, the nine hundred range. Right. So I believe they. I don't know off the top of my head. I haven't. I haven't memorized the new loan limit. You know, because it was just released (laughs) yesterday or two days ago. Yeah. But it's it's upwards of a hundred thousand dollar difference, right? Right. Now this doesn't solve your problem if well, it doesn't make your monthly less. Yeah, exactly. So so able to qualify for exactly. So like if you had debt to income ratio issues Mm -hmm. because rates went up and And you wanted to buy a house and you wanted to buy exactly and 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 like you know at three percent you could afford a home for. 800,000, but mm-hmm. at 6%, you can't. This doesn't help you really. Right. It helps you if you were like, I have X amount of dollars to buy a home in assets, in amount of money to pay out, right? Mm-hmm. To 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 purchase the property. It helps you there. It helps you if your credit score was maybe a little lower, right? right. 
Um, it helps you if your debt to income ratio, you know, like now you could go up to that 50%, right? If you were kind of on the fence, right? Mm -hmm. Conforming jumbo. Right. So it doesn't, it doesn't make, you know, the, the, the clients that aren't making enough money to buy a home. Sure. It doesn't help that. It's right. not a band-aid for that. Right. Only lower rates can help that. But you got to keep something in mind. And rates come up all the time. And this is like, it, it just, what's it? it? Like the old saying is it grinds my gears, right? People are like, well, you know, rates were 3%. Now they're double. They're double, but you got to understand the rates, a 30-year fix at 3% or 2.5%, that was fake. That was Merlin's magic show. Yeah, right? well, that was all from COVID and prevent, yeah, you know, and the whole thing is, is that we're kind of back to reality, yeah. right? And yeah. and it's like the people who could afford a home and bought homes with those lower rates. I, I don't want to say they got lucky. It was just it was like a fluke, right? right. For a few years. So, well, but I liked what you said. You, be, you know that that why would the government do this? You know what I mean? Like they're doing this because they really don't think housing is going to is going to turn around and go down, yeah, yeah. you know, pur purchasing yeah. housing uh, prices. So like, clearly they have confidence that this is the new normal. You know, we want to open up more of the market to the Fannie, Fre Freddie. Yep, exactly. You know, Investors. Yeah. Loans. And they wouldn't be doing that unless they really thought, like, what would be the point? You yeah. know, if they thought prices were going to roll back down. Yeah. Like, they you know, you know what, what worries me here though, also is that it also is a sign <laughs> that they believe inflation is not going to really be affected going into next year. Right. Right. Because, because like when inflation, even though we are in a recession, when inflation decreases, housing rates decrease. Right. right. So that's, that's automatic affordability. Right. The so there, there's a lot of writing on the wall in this yeah. move, yeah. you know, and I think it's, it's deeper. And we, we even said, like you mentioned, talking to sellers and, and buyers and just kind of saying like, how does this affect me? Yeah, yeah, to drill down in your county, in yeah. your price point, especially if you're a seller and your house is like, oh, you're just at that jumbo range. Now all of a sudden, you're not just at that jumbo range, yeah. you're, you're well into So the pool of buyers so increases. Boom, all of a sudden, yeah. yeah. And that's all about demand, it, right? Spine yeah. demand. You just opened up more demand for your house. It's like having the conversation with a client trying to sell a unique property, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, if it's a mixed-use property, like a family is not going to buy a mixed-use property per se, right? Yeah. For traditional use, you right. know, right. or a mother-daughter. Like yeah. we, we have that going on right now. Like yeah. some people just don't want a mother-daughter. They just want one whole house, you know? So <clears throat> I think it's a unique move. I think it shows a lot and there's a lot deeper under the surface of this move in increasing the loan limits. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what it has in store. Yeah, we'll see what happens in 2023. Yeah. Yeah, we will. All, All right. right. So so let's, I'm just going to roll with this. Yeah. Um, so let's hop into topic two, right? So topic two is why is active inventory going up nationally? Yeah. Okay. And why is this a good thing for both buyers and sellers alike? And right. there was an article based on this. Yeah. So, so why don't you touch base so on we, this? So we this got this wheelhouse. from uh, Keeping Current Matters. They're a great resource. You can look them up um, on Hashtag YouTube. Keeping and, Current Matters. And and they think what, what their, their goal is to kind of take what gets published, not just the data, but what the articles, the fear articles that pop out there. Yeah. And, and I think what, what, what buyers and sellers alike should understand is that when you see a headline that says inventory is up 47%, I mean, that's a big number, right? So if, if there was a hundred homes on the market last November, now there's 147 and you add some zeros so that I can see buyers like, oh, the crash is coming. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. like, I feel like that's a ploy. That's just that inventory yeah. is up. So prices yeah. are going to, are going to tank. I mean, yeah. and what, I think what, you know, their article 
I'll read a couple things from the article. And, you know, it says, you know, for the week ending in November 18th, that was, you know, two weeks right before Christmas, there was 47.7% more homes available available for sale than there were at the same time in 2021. And my first point is this, is that's a national number. So you have to look at your, your individual market. I mean, for us, year over year, uh, around here, you know, northern Westchester, uh, we were actually down. We had 372 homes last time, last November, and there was 329 this year. So we're not up 47%. Yeah. We're actually down. Depends. Yeah, it depends know. on your so location. So it really depends. You know, it depends, depends on... depends on the state location. Like, you know, where northern Absolutely. Westchester is in New York. We're the suburbs of the city, right? So... I, I feel like people still are, I don't want to say escaping the city, but they they escaped the city during COVID. Right. And they just haven't gone back. Right. You know, they're like, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm staying, I like it, I could commute, you know, so I think it's a little different. But the one thing I will say is, like, I have a client who is in Illinois selling a, a farm, almost $2 million farm, and I was talking with him yesterday, and, and it kind of, like, I, I was taken back by it, but he was like, yeah, homes are like sitting on the market for like six months to a year. And it's been happening for a while. And this is a rural suburban area of Illinois. It's not right. Chicago. And when he said that, I was like, you know, we're in the suburbs. But the thing is, is that being that we're on the outskirts of Manhattan, right? We're in that bottleneck of New yeah. York yeah. in between Pennsylvania and Connecticut. You know, it just shows you how certain areas in the country have that attractiveness, right? Right. And these numbers can be skewed. Well, and, and I know? think the demand for certain types of lifestyles in certain types of areas yeah. change. I mean, yeah. you know, at, at some point, nobody wanted to buy in Westchester. You know, the, the yeah. they took away the salt tax and True. everybody, you know, fled to the city. It was a lot of empty nesters trying to get out of these big, you know, over high tax homes. And, you know, I mean, the article... And what it goes on to say is, is that, so yes, supply has gone up nationally, but it's not because there's really more listings coming on, right? It's because, like you said, homes are staying on the market a bit longer. So the numbers are skewed. Right. So the numbers are skewed. But I think really what's great about Keeping Current Matters is that you know, obviously, look, it's it. Homes are staying on the market a little, little bit longer because you know the the buyer pool is catching up. Finally, you know, there there's there. You know, if there were a hundred buyers in five homes, you know, as more homes come on, not necessarily more buyers come on the market. Yeah. But obviously, mortgage rates slow down that like peak frenzy of buyer demand, um, so that slowed the pace of sales. But again, when they say homes are staying on the market a bit longer, you, you know, we're not talking like two years on the yeah. market. Yeah. You know, keep in mind, uh, in the world of you know real estate brokering, our agents, you know, selling, buying, and selling homes, you know, really. The magic number is like three to six months. Like that's like a a stable kind of balanced market where sellers don't have too much leverage. Buyers don't have all the leverage either. Um, You know, under three months, it's very much on the sell side. Over six months, it starts to get a little bit more on the buy side. And your house on the market for seven months, eight months, you don't have any offers. You know, when that buyer comes in with an offer, you take it more seriously. Um, But yeah, so the, you know, they, they provided a graph and, you know, basically, you know, I, I think that it's basically saying, look, you know, the, the, the inventory coming on is basically the same as last year, but you know, we are seeing some houses, st- you know, stay yeah. on the market a, a little bit longer nationally. But, and look, I, you know, and, and they go on to say, and I really appreciate, you know, their outlook on things is that, you know, just remember housing supply is still low overall, so it won't suddenly be easy. You yeah. know, it, yeah. it's, it'll just be less challenging than it was at this time last year. And 
Well, you you're taking out a whole pool of buyers, right? Because of rising rates. Right. And there's some more homes. So like at. if you qualify for a home, right? And you're willing. And like we talk about this all the time about how, and I say it on my podcast and I say it on social media, I am never removing myself from the market. I don't right. care about rates, right? right? Date your rate, marry your home. I've mentioned it a million different times. And the thing is, is that now, you know, if you could afford houses, right? You could afford homes and you're looking. Yeah. It's a good time, right? Because now you're not fighting against it's everyone. It's a better time. Well, yeah. It's, you know, it's, like, put it this way. It's a better time than it was in 2020 or 2021. Yeah. But, and this article wraps up with, it says, look, it's still not as easy no. as it was pre-pandemic. We're yeah. still nowhere, like even with that 47% increase, we're still nowhere near the inventory we had pre-pandemic. Well, because you I can't think, find what you want. Well, that's <laughs> you the, know, it's so like, it's funny. I was on a coaching call and someone said something and, and, and it really resonated, resonated with me. He's like, if you ask a buyer if there's inventory, what do they always say? It doesn't matter what market we're in. Oh, there's no, there's no inventory. That's true. There's no nice house. Yeah, because pre-COVID they said they, that. They, said, they, they always say it. It's yeah, like pre-COVID, 2008, 2019, 2017. It was like, oh, inventory is tough. You I know, don't think there's I've little inventory. Has a and and you're, you're watching it. I know you're you're a <laughs> you're, real estate agent watching this, and you've said it before. Or right? you're that buyer. You know, it's like, oh, I'm just you know, I'm waiting for more houses to come on the market. Yeah. And it's I a think common. It's a common. You see, the thing is, is because, and I know why. The, the thing is, let's say you're my agent, right? You're working with me. And yeah. I'm like, I need a three-car garage, pool, blah, 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 right? Like, I need this, this, and this, and this. And right. nothing checks all those boxes. So so then, like, human nature is we're like, there's no inventory. Like, right. there's not right. a perfect house for this person. Right. Or I can't find my perfect house. Well, that's the sentiment. You know, that's, yeah. that's the thing, you know? Yeah. And... And I think I think you know there's there's a lot to be said about that, right? Um, there's a lot to be said about these ever changing markets and how you have to be, you have to have thick skin, you know. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. So so like my outlook on this, the market going into the next several years is I never stop, right? Like right. we talk about it all the time. I never stop. I never like stop my search. I get frustrated. I get super frustrated um, just because I'm human, you right. know. But at, at the end of the day, I also like say to myself, you know what? If it's meant to be, it'll be. Right. That right house, the perfect house comes along. Exactly. You can wait for it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think also what you have to understand about housing is that there's not going to be, you know, the 2023 version of the, you know, Maxima Nissan that comes out. You know what I mean? It's like what's here is here. Yeah, They're not here building more land. Exactly. You know? And, and exactly. so, so when you, when you're, frustrated because like you don't see good houses that you you know that really fit your your what's the website you know uh remodel isa vision you know your instagram vision of the yeah. house just keep in mind this is nothing new people have been saying there's no inventory for years i mean maybe right after world war ii there was inventory because it was like hey let's build houses yeah. for all of these baby boomers yeah. parents and all that well stuff there's really. there's going to be new construction the thing is is it, is it new construction in the area that you want to live right yeah so like we're we're located in in northern westchester no, my yeah. father came here there's only in luxury. 1969 it's only luxury in yeah in 1969 you talked to my father he was like there this was a dirt road right like yeah. there's nothing here yeah they built all this stuff now it's all populated right and it's like it's saturated yeah so well, you could go farther out but then the commute just becomes under exactly yeah so unless exactly. we unless we like go and find a desert and do another Las Vegas. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, there's not going to be new housing. Yeah. And and I, I'll just wrap it up, this this sort of segment on inventory, because I know we talked about it last podcast as well, is that, just, so just be careful when you 
read these articles because yeah. just because inventory is up from last year, you know, I, I, I just ran some quick numbers. It was like, um, 2019 around here, there were 950 homes on the market. 2022 around here, there are 329. So yes, maybe we we could magically be up 10%, 15% from last year, but we're still down significantly, down whatever 60% that is, 60, or 60, whatever. 60%, you know? So so it's all relative, and it's definitely relative yeah. in your market. And and you know, news outlets they just love to find the one little sliver of information that is nasty clickbait on, yeah. on, on, on Twitter. And yeah. I have sellers that are literally telling me, but they're struggling a little bit to sell their house. They're literally telling me, Hey man, I'm just getting depressed with all of this stuff in the news. So I'm like, Hey man, you've got to slice yeah. through it and, and remember yeah. how it was, how much better it is still for you now. Yeah. Post pandemic. With well, the new I, I, t I tell people sex sells right? <laughs> and sex doesn't necessarily mean sex, right? Like nudity. It, sex sells in the media, meaning like they want to hook conflict, yeah. conflict, yeah. Um, you know, something that is just a pain point, right? Like they they want you to kind of like buy into it, right? Right, and that goes for headlines. Uh, Everyone you know, loves talking about real estate, videos. so it's like oh, oh exactly. All right, let's move on. So, topic number three: monthly housing budget. This is this is in my wheelhouse, right? Mm. So. What are key components that goes into your monthly housing budget? And this is another thing that's like a hot topic that comes up often, just came up yesterday, right? With, yeah. With clients. Um, well, there's what the bank thinks. It, it's what the right? bank thinks and then what and then you should think. Reality. Yeah, it's like what you should think. So, so let me first say one thing. I don't care how much money you have, right? You yeah. could have, I mean, if you have no money, then, you know, you obviously... You need to, you a, need to work with someone. Hustle. Yeah, we need to get, yeah, we need, we need to like kind of grow that. But any financial advisor will tell you whether you have money or you don't have money, you should speak with a financial advisor, right? Yeah. They'll give you some insight on what you could do to manage your debt, to properly save, what vehicles you need to kind of set yourself up in the future. Because at the end of the day, there's some ridiculous number, like over 80 or 85% of Americans that don't have the proper retirement savings, right? It's something ridiculous, right? And and it's simply because we we're we're a day by day animal, right? We just look at our day by day. Okay, I spent five dollars on Starbucks. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't look at the end result, right? So this topic is more so like what goes into qualifying for the loan, like what we look for and right. what you should look for as a consumer, right? Because that's going to make a difference. And we'll keep this brief. So. So like lenders are going to look at your principal, interest, taxes, insurance, mortgage insurance. And if you're buying a condo or co-op or you have an association on a single family home, right, the, the asso issue. association fees on right. a monthly basis, right? So when you apply for a loan, you're, you know, lenders will look at what your total bills are on your credit report and anything that may not be listed on your credit report, like alimony, child support, any legally obligated expenses. Right. And then they're going to look at your monthly expense, right? To buy the prop, the property that you're buying. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, to pay for the property you're buying, I should say on a monthly basis. That's simple, right? Those are like, they're, they're there. They're on your credit report. It's like, okay, I'm buying a you know, $500,000 house. I'm putting 50000 down. The loan's four fifty. The taxes are X. Those, those are all components of your monthly budget that are, they're, they're tangible, right? Like you could, you could figure that out. Right? Yeah, it's just sort of the top, the top five. Exactly. Like it, it's, now, it's, the, where there's a twist, and I was just talking to someone about them buying a million-dollar property. They have a lot of money um, invested, but they don't make a lot of income. And I said, listen, what you got to understand is, is that, 
you know, okay, fine. The taxes are this, you know, we figure all that out. I pre-qualify you, you know, I pre-approve you. Um, but keep in mind the operating cost of the home. Yeah. You know, the house is 5,000 square feet. What's, right. what's fuel going to cost to heat Right. It? Well, I think that's you why know? we wanted to talk about this because yeah. you can talk to your lender and they can say, oh, you qualify for a $500,000 house. Your monthly will be this. Um, but then, well, not only, well, there was two things I thought of when we, when we were bringing up the gears topic. are spinning right now for well, Jeffrey. <laughs> so when you're, you're watching about, it happen. When we talk about real estate taxes, and this is really important. When we talk about real estate taxes, especially if you're in a area that does yearly reassessments, you got to know, like, if the house you're buying, let's say the house, let's say you want to buy a house, and this house, the last time it sold was 1975. Yeah. The last time it was for hundred thousand really, dollars, and it was really, you know, last time it was really assessed. Like the homeowner did lots of nice stuff to it, but never added any square footage. The tax guy never came back through the house, and the taxes are relatively low. And you're like, oh, this is great. Like this is my monthly on this house, fantastic. And then you close, and you're in a town or you're in a tax assessor's area that does yearly reassessments, and they this, yeah. see that. They see that sale price and they reassess you. They're not going to reassess you to the full like it was yeah. a brand they're new. They're not going to double, but they you know. could. They could effectively go. You know, your taxes could go from nine yeah. to, I don't know, fifteen. Yeah, and pretty easily around here, nine thousand to fifteen thousand around yeah, here. And, yeah, yeah. And, and and let's unpack that. So six thousand dollars. Poof. You close on the house next year. Your 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 yearly tax goes up six thousand bucks. That's five hundred bucks a month. Yeah. How much financing? It's is a big that? difference. Yeah. You know that's it's a big that's a hundred grand in financing, yeah. right? Yeah. Like yeah. that you could have had if you made well, a decision on another town. Or yeah. Like that. The bigger the biggest thing with this is new construction because we're oh, we're in new, new constru- we're in new construction. Like a lot of areas are building because of what you said. Like what's right. out there, it's low inventory, right? So builders are taking advantage and building. Now, granted, supply chain issues are causing havoc for builders but um and like cost cost of goods but you know this is a good point if you're buying a new construction home right because i remember early in my career you know i've been doing this 12 years i'd say like 10 years ago i was at wells fargo i was helping one of my buddies buy a new construction property upstate Mm -hmm. right in new york and and i i remember saying to him i'm like you know the 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 realtor was like your taxes are gonna they can't be assessed right now Right. It's just land. So what do you do? You know, you know, like so, how do you, and, and how he do you was building it? like a four thousand square foot house, right? right? And I'm like, I'm like, your taxes are. He was like, well, you take. They said take the tax rate and do this. I'm like, overestimate, overestimate your monthly nut because right. there's really there's a tax rate that you could go by, but it's it's like I don't want to say it's unethical, but it's like scary how it's not definitive. You well, know what I mean? Like, and it's very hard Like, no one could give clarity. you that definitive yeah. number. It's not you know? like, if they don't post it on the tax assessor's website. No, they you don't. Know, you got to, like, call the you town. you got to call. you got to drill And they're like, well, and you know. And they're, like, hesitant to tell you. Oh, oh yeah. Like, so, they want Because they want to, like. It, they don't want people to know. It's government. <laughs> they just want to bang you. And, like, you know, they want that open-ended. Like, they want to come and look at the end product and say, right. oh, you got a pool. Oh. Well, no. You got this. You got But they're also going to see. They're going to see the land purchase price. Right, so they're yeah. going to see that yeah. registered, and then they're going to see your your closeout loan. You know your yeah. constr- your closeout on your construction finance, yeah. and they're going to. Yeah. I mean, they're going to. Why wouldn't they? They're going to say, "Hey, like you just built a house with the land and the final cost for a million one. Like we're going to yeah. set your market this, value. This happens. Why this happens they, whenever know? we look at real estate. When this Brittany, is why people don't build buy new houses and well, our price point. Well, and and when when I even renovating right, like when when Brittany and I go look at a property, and like you've been involved in this, right, and we're like, okay. You know, we got to redo this section of the home. Right. Uh, or we want to add a pool, right? 
we we talk to the town. We're like, what's that assessment going to be? Yeah, they blatantly would tell you like, we cannot give you a definitive number, and that really, you know, it's it's messed up, right? It's number one, it's messed up, but. I mean, it's messed up because you can never really properly budget. And that's what goes into this. And we're kind of going off on a tangent. But the thing is, is that the purpose of this topic is, you know, overestimate things. This is what I tell people. Look at the negative side of it. Because, you know, if you're being sold a bill of goods and then you get in the home, there's no refund policy. This is not Amazon where you have 30 days even if yeah. you opened it and used it and you want to ship it back to China, there's no refund policy. I mean, so I would ultimately say if I was having now having owned a home for a little bit, you know, and I, I walked into it like I was paying $4,500 a month in rent in the city, you know, and I kind of had an electric bill, which is maybe $250, $300. It's an expensive home, yeah. And, and then we, and then, and then it's like, all right, great. My mortgage, or I think my mortgage and everything around here, my PITI uh, is 39 so I was like, great, it's a win. But I didn't also really think about all the other things. You know, I didn't think about, yeah, all right, renting, I need to have a, this, I need yeah. a new roof in five, six years. So I need to set up a drop fund for that roof. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to be, where, you know, I'm going to have to come up with a cool 40K. To, yeah. So I guess my point is, is that when you're, to, this is more to buyers out there and probably to some sellers, but for buyers out there, like, it's not just about the, the principal interest taxes insurance. Yeah. Like when you're going to look at homes, ask, hey, what are what is the running utility bills on this house? You know so important. And and if you see a house that's maybe a little more expensive than another house, but you know, they have a brand new high efficiency heating system and that's like and solar geothermal panels, and or whatever. Because it, yeah. it goes back to, you know, what we talked about taxes is like if you could save five hundred dollars a month on your utility bill house to house you know what i mean and this house is thirty thousand dollars more than this house yeah like buy the house for thirty thousand oh, dollars yeah because oh, yeah. that five hundred dollars a month is a hundred grand in finance exactly you know like it's it's you true just put you're that right towards you're your right. financing and, and yeah and i and i could tell you in this day and age with i don't know if you've experienced this but few you know um heating costs like oil costs yeah and electricity right. like i looked at my electricity bill i i just got charged 19 um I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, 19 cents per kilowatt. <laughs> right. Where you look back at the beginning of the year, it was like four cents. Yeah. No. You know? it's, so yeah. I'm like, because the bill doubled. Yeah. For this month. Yeah. What it normally would be, or it almost tripled actually. And I was like, I was telling my wife, I'm like, there's something, there's something wrong here. And I just went back and printed out the year of bills. Right. So like, you're 100 percent right. You know, pe- sellers sometimes will get annoyed to say. Well, I paid this for this. I paid this for that. And yeah. in 2020 and 2021, we really didn't have an opportunity to because, ask. Yeah, to ask. Because right. they were like, you want to buy my house, you're going to take all the risk. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's like, go out there and just prepare yourself. Well, make it. You I know? mean, look, it's. I, I guess what, what it, the other piece with this is that everyone is so obsessed about the sticker price on the house. You know, it's like, all right, so yeah, I understand. This house is 925 and this house is 850 But. Look at the monthly, like yeah. drill down on the monthly. You know, it's yeah. like get the get the running costs, see what the taxes are. Are the taxes going to increase? The capital, the, you know, the capital like, improvement like costs. That is more important to me now in my life is yeah. my monthly payment. Yeah. Then I, I don't care. I well, it should it. always be it should always be the most important. I think what happens is when it comes to something that we have to pay, it's almost like living in a certain state, right? And yeah. how much you pay in taxes. Right. It's the same type of premise, right? You know, you're 100 percent right. If I'd rather house, live in Phoenix in a million dollar house and have three thousand dollars in taxes yeah. than live here in, in an eight hundred thousand dollar house with thirty thousand taxes. 000 taxes. <laughs> so, I mean, like the geo thermal thing the solar like it, it makes complete sense and you're not going to c- come across a lot that, of homes like that but as an agent that stuff 
I, I, when I bring buyers into homes and they have geothermal, I don't stop talking about it. I'm like, you do understand what this is, right? You do understand the savings. You do understand the the low maintenance. Like, yeah, yeah. like put that into perspective. This is going to save you yeah, yeah. enough money. This is sure. worth 50, 60 grand in financing just, just by having it. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. and it's true, but no, you're hundred percent right. What else you want to say about this? Anything else? No, I mean, I think, I think that's. That's more or less it, but I, I get nerdy, you know, make a little excel. Get nerdy and get, work with the right professionals <laughs> Yeah, to I mean, make sure that we get nerdy for you. Real estate it's not only about the name brand of the appliances. Yeah. It's, it's about your monthly because, you know, that can, not thousand dollars yeah. a month. That's a nice vacation. You know, that's yeah. lifestyle right there. It's so. true. Yeah. That's why working with the right team is important. Because yes, if you don't, sure. if your team doesn't care about your pocket and they only care about their they own. They care about the contract sign. That's Yeah. You know. Then that's not the right people, right? To have in your life. All right. So we're going to uh, talk about an article, a CNBC article. Um, and again, we're here to provide you guys on these podcasts with uh, relevant data and just to keep you guys away from getting too worked up about a post on Twitter yeah. from CNBC. So, so if you, if someone told you, here's how much equity U.S. homeowners have lost since May, $1.5 billion. You're like, whoa, that's a lot of money. $1.5 billion. $1.5 billion is a lot, right? Someone or just even, won that in the New York State line. Dude, even one point, maybe it was $1.5 trillion, actually. I, $1.5 trillion I was gonna say is down lot, in, in U.S., in home equity in U.S. I mean, I feel like, I feel like, I, I, I quit. I'm going. I'm going to go. Jeffrey become a has problems with numbers. That's why he always has me involved with numbers. But, so what they're talking about is right. What they're talking about is is capital tapable equity. Which my understanding, and I want you to talk about this for a minute, is is that you can if you own a house for one million dollars and you have a mortgage of five hundred thousand dollars, you have three hundred thousand dollars of tapable equity. That's what they're talking about. They're talking yeah. about the, the the gap between your mortgage. And eighty percent of the home value. And if you when, want to do a cash out refinance, right? Yeah. And that's if you and, want to take equity out of your. And home. that's what they were tracking, and that's what yeah. this article was. And they're saying nationally, right? Um, the tappable equity went down one point five million dollars since May. Now, what they didn't say in this article was that uh, it was a slow slope. But well, what they didn't say, what they also said was in September, home prices fell, more fear. Since July, the median home price has dropped by 11.5. I mean, what they didn't say is that in May, like the, the speculation on home values was insane. They just thought oh, yeah. that we're going to keep going yeah, after yeah, 2021. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. so yeah, there was a market correction, but it was also, you know, you follow the stock market, eventually it goes higher There's than an it's apex. actually worth, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it goes down, and then it finds its thing. So so I think that was part of it. But what they what they also didn't say is that, okay, it went down $1.5 trillion, but it's also higher than it's, it's still higher than it's Ever, ever been, been yeah. right? So like this was the graph, you know, like yeah. they you know, the, the lowest point was in 2010, but in tw even in 2005, when we were on a pretty good run with real estate, it yeah. was only 4.9 trillion. So yeah. Yeah. like we're still at $10.3 trillion in tapable equity. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think this affects two types of um, transactions, right? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I can't tell you how many clients have contacted me and they've poured money into their home where they live mm. because they were either looking to move or they were looking to stay where they're going to stay, where they currently live, and just do whatever they want, right? Put a pool in, uh, put an extension on the house, add a floor, whatever, right? 
So tappable equity affects two intentions, right? If you're looking to sell your house, right? And like, even like Brittany and I are looking to upgrade, right? Because we have the baby now, we want right. a little more space, right? I remember like over the past two years, Brittany would always say to me, she'd be like, but we could sell our house now and we could have $300,000 more, you know, than what we paid for it, right? Or $200,000 more right. than what we paid for it. Like, and, and we've been paying a mortgage, right? right. So, so we have even more well, equity. Well, that goes into this too, right? Because well, so that's the down, thing. So now people up. looking to sell, you know, they're like, you know, they, they believed their home was so much higher in value. Right. But other homes that you were buying were higher in value, right? So it's kind of like you're, you're just moving money from one place to another, right? Mm -hmm. If you sold at a height, took your cash, didn't buy rent, which some of you did, right? And you're waiting for a crash, that won't happen, but let's say a correction. Right. Maybe you're seeing that a little bit right mm -hmm. now, depending on your market, right? But if, if, you know, if you went out and got a cash out refi and you took equity out of your home and these appraisals were coming in significantly higher right. over the past two years, yeah, you were able to tap into that equity. So it's, this topic is kind of a weird one, right? Because it's, it's kind of like steering you down. It's, it's bringing you down this rabbit hole that it's like, what's the point? You know, what's the point here? Like, okay, the house is worth more money. I could get more equity. I could sell well, and I, have I, more money. But, but but also think about it, right? Tappable equity is also talking just simple, simply, okay, it's not the full equity in your house if you were to sell it, but it's like, hey, if somebody needed, if someone gets laid off, or well, I guess if you get laid off, you're not getting a HELOC. But, you know, the, the point, I guess, is that they're trying to say, well, tappable equity went down by this huge number, but it wasn't actually a huge number in, you know, considering how if high you look at, up. if you look at the past, you know, 20 years or yeah, you know, 15 and, years and it went, it went down because I said it before, right? It was a fake market. Well, yeah, <laughs> like it was not even, a, I, I hate to, I keep saying fake market and that's the wrong way to describe yeah. it. Yeah. It was, it was, a, it was a market that was inflated because of an event, a right. pandemic, right? right? Which never would had, which hasn't happened in the new age, right. right, of real estate. So it, it's, it, everything is going to be skewed for years, right? Well, Until and, we kind of go back to... I mean, and look, I think the, the homes that were on the market in March, or that were hitting the market in March and April of 2022, they were trying so hard on the price. Like they were pushing the price way beyond what buyers are really comfortable with. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. like the buyers are bringing the prices. There's like the last wars. ditch effort. Yeah, it was like, hey... My neighbor sold their house for six. I'm going for seven fifty, baby. Like, like, and now, and then, like, since July, the median home price has dropped eight uh, eleven thousand five hundred. You know, and, and you know what's funny? That's a drop. In the you know what's so funny it, is but. like this. This topic, all these topics tie into each other. But we were just talking about how inventory is is higher, right? And homes are just sitting on the market for longer, and that's because of this tappable equity. Because people were saying, "Well, my neighbor sold for X. Right. I'm going to list for this." But now buyers are like, well, rates are six percent. Right. I'm not going to pay this higher amount. You know what I mean? So it's a domino effect through all of this. The one thing that we continuously say, and it's just kind of bled into all these topics as well, is like the media spins it, right? Yeah, the yeah. media spins it. Like, well, no, this individually is causing well, this. Let me know? read. I have to read this. So, so prices are now down two point six percent since the end of June this year. Okay, and I think they're pretty much talking about homes on the market right so the average active home or maybe they're talking about sold homes they're not clear about they're it probably of course. talking about yeah they don't say but they're probably talking about sold but 
But she says, since July, the median home price is down by $11,560. Which is nothing. Nationally. But then they say, prices, however, are still 10.7% higher than they were in September 2021. It's like, maybe that should have been the, you know, the in lead the off. First, Yeah, the lead <laughs> yeah, the article. Off. Like, and, like yeah. home prices are still 11% higher, but they're down 11,000. Right. You know? Because 11,000 is nothing. Right? You know, I mean, 11,000, especially if you're financing. So, you know, and I guess the only thing, just to sum up this topic, topic, the only thing that worries me is if we're ever in a market where people are underwater, because that's when shit goes, sorry, that's when stuff goes bad. You know what I mean? Right? Like You can say shit. We're like adults when, here, right? I mean, when two, two, na- two homes on your block hit foreclosure or hit short sale, well, like that's so, a problem. So that was brought up to me uh, last week where it was like, do you see a lot of pre-foreclosure people? Now, this is the thing. I don't see a lot of pre-foreclosure people. Because if I do, I'm not doing my job, <laughs> right? Like, like, like an agent said that to me. Like, yeah. I'm seeing a lot of pre foreclosure. What are you seeing? I'm like, I'm seeing no pre foreclosure. Well, do you know why you we're know? seeing pre foreclosure? And I don't want to see. I don't want to see pre foreclosure. But right. so keep in mind, during COVID, they stopped foreclosures. Yeah. Right. So yeah, there was yeah. two years of no foreclosures. That's not. That's because, a great point. That's I didn't not even, because I the market was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know these like there are there was four tax they just, sales they, yeah. in Cortland. Uh, I went to see him last week. There was four tax tax sales. The the the, the tax office was, was literally auctioning off these houses. I so, saw those homes. They so, were like trash. So those homes they were like tear down were beyond homes. foreclosure, but they couldn't do anything with them. Yeah. During COVID, it's funny you say this because I'm getting more listings of these auctions now. Yeah. Right, because now they're allowed and to now, do it. Now I'm realizing that's the reason being. Yeah, so because, if anyone sees yeah. an article that mm. foreclosures are Interesting. up, you have to understand, those homes were going to foreclose in 2020. They just... The government just put the kibosh the go- for well, a little bit. The office is closed. They couldn't do their due diligence of, can we find the homeowner? Can yep. we find the next of kin? They, yeah. they, everything went on pause. Yep. So, you know, so again, like, don't you got to slice through this news. But, you know, I think what also they talked about is, this is great. The share of borrowers who owe more on their mortgages than their homes are worth is still quite low at just 0.85%. So 0.85% of, you know, according to See, what they think. I, I guarantee if you're if you continuously watch this podcast in a year from now, that number is going to be different, right? I mean, it might be 2%. I don't know. Well, like, it's going to go up. I mean, there's no doubt it's going to go up. But the thing is, like, you know, um, you got to think of the, the borrowers who bought the height 2020 2021 right the height of the market they put five percent down okay yeah you know what i'm saying and if there's like a little bit of a correction and they and they overbid you know what i say to that is like the overbid is the problem what i say to that is 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 that is that that home purchase that was an opportunity purchase yeah they overpaid they are yes they are underwater but you know what they overpaid by 30 grand now they're underwater by 30 grand but you know what they had to do that to actually live in a house. To live in a house. And not well, rent. The, the conversation, or, or the conversation not if, live in a tiny home. If you yeah. actually cared about your clients, the conversation that was to be had was, is this a long-term investment, right? We talked about this sure. before. 10 years. Yeah. You know, are you buying this to live in a house? Like, are you buying in 2021 and overpaying by 50 or 100 grand and plan on selling this within two or three years? And there's a lot that goes into that. It's, do you know what your monthly overhead is to mm-hmm. own this home? Mm-hmm. The fuel costs, the electricity, blah, blah, blah. You know, all that stuff we just talked about. And, and can you afford to have this home for right. 10 years, right? Because it will eventually appreciate again, right? Real estate is known to appreciate over decades, right? Yeah. Over time. But um, it's just something that's, there's there's going to be a pain point here. I know it. 
I've been saying it since last year, two years ago. I, I just, it's the same thing. I said the same thing when they printed money during COVID. Oh yeah, well, I so said the same thing. I was like, this is all gonna come back to us, and, and everyone's like, no, no, buy, you know, buy this, buy, buy that, crypto. blah blah blah. Yeah, you know. Well, hey, listen, I'm, I I own crypto. It's in the <laughs> shitter. I buy it every Wednesday still. I still buy every Wednesday Ethereum and Bitcoin. That's a different conversation. But at the end of the day, it's a good buying time if you have money. But when you bought high, you got to make sure that you prepared yourself. Long story short, there's still tons, tons of equity. Tons of equity in, in American home. homes. Yeah. All right. Next topic. What would you do? I like this one. We didn't do this last week. I, 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 what would you do if? I'm sorry. Yeah. What would you, what do, would do, you do if? So you want to read off what, what the scenario is? All right. Is? So the, the thinking we take a different... Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, okay. <laughs> I'm reading our notes. All right. So so this is, this is basically what would you do if an older retired homeowner that owns a $750,000 home in the Northeast has a $250,000 mortgage at 3%. This homeowner eventually wants to sell and buy a condo in Florida for $450, but doesn't want to give up their current low-rate mortgage and wants to wait until prices will go down. Right. So this is like every person we talk to I mean, right now. I have a lot of these conversations. And, we, and, and we're saying an older and, homeowner, but I feel like this yeah. is and, a but lot put, of Put, put some notes in the comments if, if you don't agree with what we're going <laughs> to I mean, like, listen, this and is an opinion, right? We didn't talk about this. So this, is, an this, is, this is on the fly. Well, yeah, we don't really plan any of this. So <laughs> my, my one thing with this is, is that I hear this a lot. I don't want to live, live the dream, my next dream. I don't want to move to my next you know, lifestyle purchase because I have such a great interest rate. And, and I appreciate it on (laughs) one hand, you know, like, Hey, you know what? At some point you might've bought that house with 8%. You never want to go back there. You know, like, and now you, you like hit the lotto, you refied at 2.87%. And, but, you know, I think in this scenario, it's like you're hanging on to a $250,000 mortgage at a low rate. For, of, for a place you don't want to live. Instead of moving on with your life, that to me so, I think is, so, is, a, is a mistake. So where I could relate to this, and I hope this guy is watching this. There was, a, <laughs> there was, there was something I posted on my social media. It was on uh, TikTok, and I was talking about rates. And I was saying, even if rates are high, you should still buy. Right, it's still a good time to buy. Right, and and I actually respect this guy's opinion. I respect everyone's opinion anyway. But he commented and was like. Um, you know, he said something like how rates are triple where they were. Right. And, and what happened was, and I and I, one of the comments I made to him, I replied to his comment, and I was like, you know, make sure you tell your whole story, right? Like, he was like, I have two and a quarter percent for a 30-year fix. And I was like, he didn't say 30-year fix in the beginning. I was right. like, is that a 15-year loan? Did you buy points to buy down your rate? Right. And then he eventually, I got it out of him, right? Now, this is the thing. He may be content living where he lives. He may live there for the rest of his life. Right. And that's completely fine, right? This scenario has nothing to do with that. Right. This is like you're living in a house that you don't want to live in anymore. Or that's you have too a much house. Rate, you know, or it's and- too much house. You want to downgrade. You want to move to a different state. You want to, you know, like, and the, and the example here is you live in New York. You want to move to Florida, right? Right. It's not like, hey, I live in New York. I'll use myself for an example. I have 2.625 right. on a 30-year fix, right? Jeff knows this. I'm looking to buy a new house. I need more space. Yeah. Right. I want more space. Well, right? that's the driver, right? It's either there's life something is changing there's something. or the finances. Yeah. There's are something. Changing. Now, am I going to be happy to give up 2.625 to get into a six and a half percent rate? No. No. It sucks. But the trade-off is 
I have this beautiful newer house, right? Bigger house, more room, more amenities. And okay, I have to pay the higher rate for a little bit, right? So so it, there's always a trade-off in life, right? Well, there's That's the thing that we're trying to make a point of. But what strategy, know? like if, if you were this... This um, this lady who who I spoke with a couple of weeks ago. Oh, so this is a real person. So, so it, now, so you have five hundred thousand in equity in your home. Well, you don't really because you have to sell it. You may have to do some repairs. Yeah, you know, yeah. you got to pay the commission, brokers commissions, all that stuff, and you got to pay purchasing closing costs in Florida, yeah. which are yeah. not as bad as New York. But but so there's not much closing costs on the sell. But then you got to pay all the loan yeah. origination fees, all that stuff on the purchase. Yeah. But let so let's say oh, so, so two hundred fifty on the mortgage. That's got to be paid off. She sells for seven fifty. So let's say she she la- she she nets four twenty five in cash. I don't know. Maybe it's probably more, but just you know, let's say she's got four hundred twenty five thousand, literally cash. You know, she's sheltered with capital gains, all that stuff. Um, I mean, would you would you look into a HELOC and lock in the condo and try and well, leverage the equity I mean, it, depend, it depends I mean, where your head is at, right? So, like, if you want to keep the home in New York because you have family in New York and you right. want to visit, right, right, then then you do a cash out, right? And maybe maybe buy... A sm- have a smaller mortgage. Have so a smaller... Pull equity out of the house. Pull equity out of your home in the Northeast. Right. Right? And if it's enough, if it's enough to buy the property in Florida Outright, cash... Do it. Great. Yeah. I mean, and then just and then just do and then just get your cash back when the yeah. so like the the thing with our house is like so we're in a, a single family, you know, pool two acres and like we always knock around like well what if we rent our house because yeah. we have such a good rate right you know take equity out of it and put it into something roll it into the you next. know roll it into the next one yeah you could do it it just depends on you know is the house really a good rental. Yeah. Are you going to get enough rent to cover the nut? Right. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of variables there. I mean, me personally, I think you it could go so many different ways, right? right? It could be chopped up so many different ways. Well, for this, but, you know, for this homeowner, I mean, look, the, the purpose of this exercise is not to say everyone should sell their house yeah. and buy a house because that, no that would just be self-serving. That would just be self-serving. But response. I, I think, it's just you know, not. For there's, there's some people where I'm like, hey, I don't think you should sell your house. You know, like, I think what you're trying to accomplish do an addition to your house, you know, yeah. or something like that. Like, like yeah. I don't think w- what you're trying to do here is, is gonna is gonna pay off. Yeah, it's not a big enough change, you know. But for this lady, I mean, I think it's like the mentality of waiting for the market to go down in Florida, which I don't think is going to happen. I do think it's cold off a little bit in certain areas. That's definitely not where it was. But and then hanging on to this loan. Well, you know, the, the the thing that I say, even to like the gentleman who responded to my post, it, it depends on where you're at in life, right? Yeah. It depends on what your outlook is. What COVID taught us, and it's undisputed, is that life is short. Yeah. You could die tomorrow, right? Yeah. So if this woman is living in the Northeast and is like, I don't want to shovel one inch of snow. Or, or pay the taxes. And, right? And or pay the taxes. Or deal with this big house. Or like, I have no family here. Yeah. Like. And I want sunny weather every day. Who cares about the rate? Right. <laughs> like, who cares? Right. Who, you know what I mean? So that right. I think who my gives a crap? Be, Just go and like, do what hey, you want to do. You got lucky in that two fifty. You refied. Great. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm. But you got to move on. You got to move on yeah. with your life. And that, I mean, we re, we just refinanced our house last year, right? And yeah. and I said to Brittany. Brittany was like, "But we're going to sell. We're going to pay closing costs." And I was like, "Listen, with the market as is, like, we're not leaving this area." Right? right. So I'm like, let's it's just a get a lower rate. Yeah. Let's look at our break even point 
And okay, if we lose a grand in closing costs or $2,000 because we refinanced, right? so be it. But what if we stay longer? And now we have this lower rate, lower payment. So you just, you really got to talk it out and kind of see where you are in life. It's a good example. And I like, I like this, like, like if it was me and, and I personally was like, okay, I'm done with the North. Listen, I'm done with the Northeast. I'm 38 years old. I hate the Northeast. <laughs> you know, I, some people like, they love the changing weather and all that. It's freezing out. It's like 20 something degrees out. I can't stand it. Right. Yeah. So, so like to me, I, I'm willing to give this up or a good rate to yeah. go and get something that's that's better that fits me better and makes me happier. Right. You know. But that's why it's like, what would you do if? Right. Well, I think. So. And th- and then I uh, my last piece on this is like it's like, well, Mister Mrs. Seller, look if let's say I'm gonna call you every month. Let's say on top of the market, we're in a good market for you for your house here, but I would imagine. If the market in Florida crashes, what do you think is going to happen in the market here? Like, yeah. if something strong yeah. enough to really move the needle in Florida happens, yeah. I mean, we're not. It's generally, you know, kind of parallel markets. Dude, so I, I can't tell you how many people Texas, have moved to Florida. Some, it's it's just know, deserted. Pipe, you know, there's a town where they took the pipeline away, and there's homes. You know, yeah. they're giving away homes like, uh, you know, Skittles. Like that's different. But yeah. you, you know, so I guess my point is, is just that. It's not only about the situation you have now. It's like, hey, if you're waiting for the market you want to go to to go down, and that's a ask your agent. Be like, hey, just out of curiosity, if the Florida market were to drop, or if the Scottsdale market were to drop, or if the San Diego market were to drop, that's where I want to go. What do you do? You think New York would drop? I was like, yeah, they're kind of the same demographics. Yeah, same kind of earners. You know, same kind of loan products, that kind of stuff. So, you know. I think that's another piece with, yeah. with you know, no, I, waiting, waiting for, uh, you know, magic to happen. Life is short. Do what you want now. I mean, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to wait. You can no. be dead. You yeah. can be dead tomorrow. <laughs> All right. What else we got? We so got the last, last and final topic, and this is going to be a crapshoot. How is the market? <laughs> How is the market? How is the, oh man. Well, I, I get asked this so many times in a day. It's like brutal. I mean, I can yeah. say. So I feel I, like we have to end every episode. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't bring. I purposely didn't bring numbers. I didn't want to hit people with inventory, supply, and demand numbers. I thank I, God you didn't bring numbers. I, simply, I like lost over sometimes when you give me numbers. Sometimes when it comes to house and market, I think when you ask real estate agents, like, "Hey, what are you feeling in the market?" Yeah. You know what I mean. And what I can say is, is that. The seasonality thing is definitely there. Like very quiet over Thanksgiving, people were busy, Halloween, that kind of stuff. I, I'm definitely seeing mindset shift to, hey, I'm gearing up. I'm I'm accepted the rates for what they are. Like I don't care. Like next year's the year. I'm hitting the market in July in January. Well, I you know, yeah, and, I, I published and, something saying 2023 is I believe the the uh, year of the first time home buyer. Oh, and yes. then you know what's so you know what's yeah. so funny, and this is why I think. The engagement on my social media is is more than what the numbers show. Because all of a sudden, CNBC published the same heading. Oh, really? Yesterday. The same exact heading. It's 2023. You owe me royalty, royalty. CNBC. You owe me. (laughs) No, but it was... I think it was CNBC. If not, I'll figure out who. But it it literally, it said, is 2023 the the first year of the home buyer. And, and, And I think it's funny because... With the loan limits changing, right? Once again, it's ah, yeah, the perfect see, yeah. storm, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so like you know, like like one of the things that we wrote down here is like, what's the lowest rate I quoted someone? 
And I don't uh, know. It's, it's not necessarily relevant. But pre-approval, pre-approval application trends. Like, listen, anyone. Are, are you seeing people kind of like, hey, I saw the rates come back down, you know? it, it It's happening. People bring it up. Um, it's not happening as as like prominent as it was earlier in the year. Yeah, like which has kept my sanity a little bit. Like earlier right. in the year, we had such wild swings in the market. So I actually, right. I you know, I hate to say this, like I'm happy that rates aren't dropping one percent a day, right? Because because the problem is is like too you, much change. Too much is change chaos. is a bad thing. Yeah. And it causes a lot of chaos, and like you lock into a rate of six percent, the rate drops to five percent. Then there's a rush on. We're, the yeah, inventory. we're renegotiating, and then people are like, "I got to lock in a rate today." They don't really have a house. It just becomes it becomes a nuisance, right, for everyone. Um, rates right now are still in like the high fives, mid fives to mid sixes. Right, depending, depending on the product, on the product yeah. right? Depending if you're doing an adjustable rate, a fixed rate, you can never really nail it down. It's all, you and know, you, it's all you, different. Do you kind of, the the feeling you're getting from, you know, either, either the new people kind of getting into your into your world of, you know, client base, like, are, are you feeling that there's not just this this frustration and negativity around it? Like if There's, like there well, there's still a lot of negativity. I mean, there's, there's still so there's so the bright, difference is right? the difference is yeah there is. I mean, there's optimism. Um, I think I think what happens right now is is like if someone tells me they're buying within three months, yeah, they're really buying within three to six. You know, well, like I'm always, ad, yeah. I'm adding three to everything, right? right? Right. And and like the the thing that I'm noticing is that there's urgency in every deal. Yeah. Right. Meaning, like I had I had some clients that were buying in New York. They pivoted, wanted to buy in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I was talking to them, like I literally talked to them the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, spoke to them earlier this week. It's the week after Thanksgiving now. So like a few days later, reached back out. Hey, how did that offer go on that property in right. Connecticut? Right. You know what their response was? The husband is going to rent in Connecticut and and the wife is going to move to Florida and live with her family temporarily. So, Sounds like marital problems, not house problems. I don't well, <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, that could be it. But, 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 like, they seem happy and all that. But besides that, the, you know, that type of stuff is happening. Right? Yeah, and it's like, it's like when that happens, how how true of a home buyer were you? Right, right. And Where's, ha- what's and, the motivation? And like, it? and I think what's happening is, is that we're failing to remember that the most valuable asset that every single one of us breathing oxygen in this world mm-hmm. is time. Right. That's the most valuable asset. I don't care who you are. You could be Jeff Bezos, whatever it is. Jeff Bezos will give his entire wealth for more time on this planet. Right. So if you're out there in the market and you're looking yeah, and you're getting frustrated and you're going in and out of the market, you know, I mentioned that one guy who emailed me was like, yeah, we kind of put off right. our home search. Right. Like, what are you doing? Why are you even searching in the first place? Yeah. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your family's time. You're driving around. You're wasting gas. You're wasting your realtor's time. The mortgage guy. Yeah. Like it was Wednesday night, dude. Thanksgiving yeah. Eve, and I'm doing multiple pre-approvals for these people to submit an offer, which I'm cool with. Right, right. But then they turn around, they're like, yeah, we're not going to buy a house. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, because you missed one offer? You know what I mean? And maybe I, there were multiple offers they missed, but the well, thing is, is like, you know, like, just I, I stick with it, I guess? I, I yeah, I, I mean, I think there's, I don't know. look, it's, it's, I think what, what ultimately, sellers need to understand that, hey, you can't just ask for whatever price you want to ask for. You know, because yeah. you think the house is worth that, like who just who determines the price of the house, the market? Yeah. And I think on the buy side, it's like, hey guys, like if you're out there for a deal, first of all, in real estate, nothing is ever a deal. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's 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 what the market will bear. 
And if it's a really good deal, like you're underestimating what repairs this house needs. And I someone com- else yeah. is smarter than I you com- and I realize compare, that house is not working. I compare this to my side hustle for buying and selling collectibles. Mm. Like eBay, if you've ever bought or sold on eBay, you will have people bid on items and overbid right. and it makes no sense. Right. And I'm like, you're buying this, like literally, there could be one for sale for $200 and it's like buy it now, right. and then there's an auction of the same item that sells for three hundred dollars, and it's just because people love auctions, you know, yeah, or yeah, like it, they don't, they're not, they're just everyone just gets in that moment, right, yeah. and overbids and stuff yeah. like that. And I compare it, I compare that process to a lot of things, real estate, and just you know a lot of things in general when it comes to you know buying and selling. And I think personally, I think the market, the market's strong. I think if you're in the market to buy. Um, you should still be in the market to right. buy. I mean, and, I, and, I think you should be in. Like, you're either prepared, in or you're out, you know? Like, if you're in the market and you're serious and you're one of those guys that has the life-changing urgency or the finance urgency, you don't want to rent anymore, like, just be prepared. A fairly priced, good house that doesn't need a ton of work that is not on a, you know, three-lane highway, yeah. you know what I mean? That's on a nice side street, like, is going to get multiple offers. Or at least... I'm talking about my market. In any market. And I but think really, it's pretty nationally, to be yeah, honest, it's as national. well. And, it's um, nationally. Because people, yeah, people want, I mean, they want the amenities. They want certain things. I still, I will, right? I think, just to sum it up, I think there's, there's still, on a national level, a low amount of, of good homes. You know what I mean? Non, like, non-compromised homes. You yeah, know, where, like, yeah. good homes is a good yard. It's not next to a gas station. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Th- there's still... I agree. And there's still strong buyer demand. There's still those younger 25, 35-year-olds, you know, huge generation, still pushing. I'm seeing it with my clients, right? I'm seeing multiple bids, and I'm following the, the nicer houses, and I'm seeing them getting notifications. Like, hey, best and final due by Wednesday. Yeah. You know, a house that was dead in July. The dreaded of the, best and the, final. The, the, you know, whole. I dread the best and final. Yeah. yeah. I dread it. So, anyway, hopefully you enjoyed this 14-hour podcast with us. <laughs> Jeffrey Green from Compass, the Green Hade team, Fernando DeCuna, the Mortgage Maverick. We are your new neighbors. We will be over for dinner, so make something good. I expect a tuna casserole delivered to my door. Christmas right? Eve, right? Yeah. Oh, Christmas Eve fruitcakes. <laughs> are you down with fruitcakes? I like the like the European kinds. I don't know about the American ones. I didn't even know there was a Euro- yeah. What do you mean, European kind? I'd go to Adams. You'll find them there. <laughs> okay. Go to your local market, and uh, and you'll find a European fruitcake. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next month.